Blog Talk Radio. With the 18th pick in the 2013 NFL Draft, the San Francisco 49ers select Eric Reed, defensive back, LSU. With the 30th pick in the 2014 NFL Draft, the San Francisco 49ers select Jimmy Ward, defensive back, Northern Illinois. That's a good pick. A really good, really good pick. With the 17th pick in the 2015 NFL Draft, the San Francisco 49ers select Eric Armstead, defensive end, Oregon. Six foot seven, 292 pounds. With the seventh pick in the 2016 NFL Draft, the San Francisco 49ers select DeForest Buckner, defensive end, Oregon. With the 28th pick in the 2016 NFL Draft, the San Francisco 49ers select Joshua Garnett, guard, Stanford. I don't know which one of those guys is the number one draft choice, but I think I know who I'd take right Absolutely. now. Absolutely. I mean, I've watched a lot of good football players this year, and this guy can play with anybody on any team. And welcome to Niners Radio. I'm your host, Brian Bauer. And we have Dina along with us, and Jeff will be with us shortly. And Dina, how are we doing tonight? I'm good. How are you? Good, 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 good. Just living the life here, living the life. Well, we got an exciting show tonight. We have uh, T.J. Smith from uh, also The War Room, fantasy football podcaster, writes for Dynasty's, excuse me, Dynasty Sports Empire. And uh, we'll have him on in about 15 minutes. And then we have the mock draft. Uh, Obviously, we're going to go second and third round tonight. And, uh, yeah, we're good to go. We're good to go. So, um, Dina. Dina, Dina, Dina. Oh, what to talk about first. Okay. Okay. so, Dina just posted something recently, and I think we should uh, definitely um, kind of bring it to everyone's attention that uh, Super Bowl champion uh, Derek Deese, who was named to the CCAA Sports Hall of Fame. Good job, Double D. Good job, brother. We're all proud of you here. So, uh, very cool for Derek. Very cool. Very cool. Mm. So, uh, that being said, why not? Let's play it. At right guard from the University of Southern California, number 63, Derek Deese. Oh, to have him again. Oh, boy. So, um, <laughs> great. Yeah, let's, uh, there is some news around the NFL. Um, we have, uh, 31 to 1 vote that uh, the, um, I guess, Las Vegas Raiders 
are moving. The only one that was against them was Miami Dolphins. And uh, 2020, they will move into their new stadium. And it's going to be interesting to see, you know, there's going to be a lot of people getting in trouble. I'll tell you that. You know, uh, you know what's your, what's your thoughts about about the Raiders um, from someone being living in California? Um, what's your thoughts about the Raiders moving out of California? You know, I mean, good for them, but it's a hard thing for the fans to deal with, you know. I mean, I feel sorry for the fan base, but it shouldn't be shocking because they've been moved before. So This is true. This is true. But and, now you, know, you and have... You know, go ahead. Oh, you know, now you have, okay, so you have the Raiders out. You have the San Diego Chargers. They're gone. Um, you know, it just, it's kind of weird that, uh, now, was there some news that, that the Raiders might try to play in San Diego for a couple of years instead? Was there something that, is, with that? Yeah. Oakland is, they're trying to get rid of them now. They're not wanting to keep them since they've made this move. Their, their business thing is we're not going to, you know, they have two years left on their contract, but. Oakland saying, well, forget you, since you're leaving, we'll just kick you out now, kind of thing. So it's kind of tit for tat right now. So, But there is that chance that, you know, they could go there um, and occupy that for the next two years if that happens. Or, um, as Jeff was saying, the university there has huge facilities, so they could even potentially go there. Or Santa Clara. Santa Clara. Wow. You know, that, Santa Clara is talked came about, up today. but yeah, but Davis is very adamant that he doesn't want to share that facility no matter what. I could see him just foregoing that one and going to San Diego because he doesn't want. His main thing was they weren't part of that when it was built. They don't want to be there in any shape, form, or way. So. Hmm. Jeff, what do you think about the Raiders moving out? Bye bye. Bye <laughs> <laughs> It don't bother me either way. I mean, I grew up in San Jose and grew up a Niner fan, and their fans follow them no matter where they go. I mean, I, I lived in the Bay Area when they moved to L.A. You know, everybody was upset for about a week, and then they were all going to L.A. and happy to be Raider fans. So it's not going to change. You know, you have to give them kudos, though, because these Raider fans are always known as trouble, and everybody has issues about the Raider fans, how they act and their mentality and everything. But I'm laughing because they got told this, what, Monday that they were going, and you haven't seen any tearing up anything, any burning of jerseys, where San Diego is the one you wouldn't have thought has done that, and they totally destroyed all their jerseys and made fires and everything else. So I give caduce to the fans right now because they're really holding, they're holding it together compared to what San Diego. I mean, within hours, San Diego people were sitting on the city hall, burning their jerseys, and then at the stadium and everything else. So we're not hearing that from the Raider fans because Raider fans well, will stay loyal. They will, I think. They're very they loyal. Yeah, they're very loyal. 
They're very loyal fans. And, I mean, if you really stop and look at it, the distance from here to L.A. compared to here in Vegas isn't that much more. And a lot of people are already talking, you know, that, oh, well, you know, it's a weekend away to Vegas. So it's a weekend, you know, it's on a weekend. Our our games are weekend, so we can fly down or whatever. So they're already talking about, you know, going. I know there was a poll put out yesterday asking Raider fans, would they stop being Raider fans? Would they be loyal still and go? Would they become 49er fans? And the poll actually was surprising that 36% said that they would become 49er fans. I think it was 22 said they would still go, and I think 12% said they would not be fan, fans of the Raiders at all. Hmm. Interesting. Very interesting. Um you know, I I want to address something that happened today. Um, there was a rumor out there that uh, <laughs> that the 49ers and the Carolina Panthers were talking about a trade um, to move up to two. Um, Matt Burrows kind of squashed that. There, there's no talk. So, I told you once again, guys, you know, you have to it's, – it's, it's lie season, what they call it. You know they're they're setting things up to for future trades during the draft. Um, I do think that the 49ers will try to move that that second pick. Do I think that'll happen? It, it's hard because I still think that the Jets, Buffalo, and maybe Carolina, but um, you know it's 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 going to cost them so much to move up. Um, for Carolina to realistically go up to two, you're talking about give, you know obviously switching number ones this year, giving up at number two next or this year, and then a one and two next year. I mean, it's it's a heavy price for for a team like eight to move up to number two. Um, and what would they be moving up number two for? I mean, are, are they moving a up corner. to two for for, for net? Larnett, uh, Latimer. Maybe Latimer. Josh. After losing Josh Norman and the other corner they had in free agency, they're soft in that department. And this is what I was, I was talking to Grant Cohen, and I said, this is what the 49ers have to do. If they want to move that number two pick, they have to sell, sell, sell Solomon Thomas. Okay? They have to say, man, this kid is the real deal. He is, you know, Mr. Watson 2.0. And because I don't think anyone else is going to want that number two pick unless Hugh Jackson. <laughs> I'm not putting past them. I'm not going to say, you know, 15 minutes after that first pick goes down that it's not Miles Garrett. It would not shock me. It really wouldn't. Um, if that does happen, guys. Um, I'm on the I'm on the phone for 15 minutes trying to trade that pick and get as much as you can. But at the same time, um, I'm probably only going down to maybe six to try to move that pick. Um, because then you're guaranteed you still probably get your guy, and then also you're getting a second round, a high second round pick this year, and then probably a first round pick next year. So. I, I would do that, and people will call if Miles Garrett is skipped. 
I think it's re- ridiculous that that would happen. Um, but I think it's realistic. Um, so we'll, uh, we're about a month away from the draft. And, uh, you know, there's another thing that I put on Twitter this, this week that got a lot of conversations. And that was, um, that came out that Josh Gordon, once he gets put back in the NFL, he will be traded. Um, and here's what I'll say about that. I think there is something to it with the 49ers. Um, the 49ers did not go after uh, Elshon Jeffries. They did, did not go after uh, Deshaun Jackson. Um, I think there's something to it just for the fact that Brian Hoyer and Josh Gordon had their best years together. And the OC that year was Kyle Shanahan. So Kyle knows what he's getting with them. If it's good, if it's bad, if it's something he doesn't want to touch, maybe not. But do I think there's a realistic chance that the 49ers would give up a trade pick to get Josh Gordon over here? Absolutely. I don't th- I don't think it's a ridiculous talk. And the UAF all remember, three years ago, the 49ers offered a draft pick to get Josh Gordon over here before he got popped. So, um, Jeff, you want to say something? Didn't we cut? Uh, three wide receivers today. Uh, that I'm not too sure about. I I thought I read somewhere where Ellington, Burbridge, Aaron Burbridge, Smelter were all released today. Oh, that's that tells me something's on the way. Something's happening. Hmm. Yeah, I can't remember where I read that. It was on Twitter, I believe. But um. Three wide receivers, I believe, have been released, if I read it properly. Okay. Well, there's something going on then. Um, You don't release those guys and not have some kind of plan. Um, Now, in other news, we did resign uh, Juwan Harris for depth. Um, You know, we've we've been – I guess we've been a supporter of uh, Harris – this year um, some of us some of us i mean you know he he does bring um different options to the offense um i don't trust him between tackles <laughs> he's got a little butter fingers but uh yeah in the passing game he, he he's a mismatch um you know I, do i think he, he makes a roster this year absolutely not but eh, we'll see um, let's see here. Uh, yeah, I don't see anything else. Um, let's see on the 17th, which that was last week. So yeah, I don't see any other news on here, Jeff, but, um, maybe it's something that's going to happen. I, I, I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't know. So we'll have to reach out and see about that. Um, so, uh, you know, a lot of people might be uh, for it or against it with Josh Gordon. And um, I, I, obviously, I, I've I've always had a man crush on him. Um, I've talked to him a lot, if anyone has followed me for a while. Um, and I, I think he's a real deal. So, uh, you know, we're going to find out um, soon. I, I would imagine what happened on draft day. 
And speaking of draft day, how many, how many times have you watched it so far, Jeff? Um, I've watched honest, six, I have, six myself. I have not watched it yet. Oh, Jeff. I've been busy, man. I, I haven't been watching TV hardly at all. Oh. So I've been wrapped up in uh, other areas. Yeah, I know. So. I know. But, hey, you know, it's uh, – Yeah, I love that. Love the movie. Love the oh, movie, I can but... do lines from it. I've seen it so many times, but Absolutely. honestly, I've not seen it this okay. year. Okay, okay, okay. Mm. Okay, so, um, so besides for that, uh, you know, in a couple minutes, we are going to have. Uh, T.J. Smith on here, and uh, yeah, we'll talk a little, a little fantasy football and a little uh, offensive uh, people that may be coming into this draft. That uh, you know, the 49ers, you know, especially me and Jeff kind of went toe to toe this year, and you know, how many times have we had a 49er that was actually draftable? You know, that had some kind of that you put in your 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 lineup every week. Uh, it's been a while, Jeff. <laughs> I can't you know? remember the last time I put. <laughs> I think it was thirteen. <laughs> the last time I put a niner in my lineup. Probably Frank Gore was the last time I remember, but you know. Uh, uh, I think it was Cap for me in thirteen. Cap. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. That and kickers. That was about it, dude. <laughs> I didn't even have you a know? kicker this year. <laughs> I, I didn't have a single Niner on my team this year in fantasy. Really? Not a single one. Oh, my lordy. <laughs> I saw oh, the writing on the wall. Well, <laughs> you just, you know, you just never know. You never know, you know? So This this year will... might change. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh my God! So, all right. So, uh, with that being said, we now would like to uh, bring on our guest, uh, T.J. Smith. And T.J., are you there? I'm here. Hey, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me on, guys. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And we're talking, uh, obviously, uh, you do a fantasy football podcast, and you write for Dynasty Sports Empire. And, uh, yeah, tell us a little bit about that. Sure. Um, well, yeah, uh, Dynasty, DynastySportsEmpire.com is a, is a site that uh, really does a lot of a lot of Dynasty leagues and um, – and they've uh, employed me as their NFL draft expert. Um, I have a, a podcast called TJ Smith's War Room. I do talk about redraft and and dynasty fantasy football, but uh, I have a focus on the NFL draft because it's my philosophy that mm-hmm. you need to know the guys that are coming into the league beforehand uh, to really get you to the next level. So once I started playing 
playing dynasty leagues and then really getting to know the guys coming out of college, uh, then I was basically able to completely dominate redraft leagues. Um, and dynasty leagues is kind of a, it's another beast completely altogether. But uh, in redraft leagues, you know, which is our, our normal leagues, um, if, you are, if you are ahead of the game and you know the players coming in, and uh, and you know where where to draft them. It really puts you you know it puts you in a in a much better spot. And what my my goal is is to to give everyone the confidence going into drafts uh, that they know exactly what they're talking about, and they're not uh, they're not just relying on what they see on TV or relying on you know a draft guide, an actual magazine. I know those do still exist, and uh, and people still do. <laughs> Do use them and and uh, and that's that's sure. awesome. But uh, I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to bring more to the table. And um, my what I do is I I interview some of the you know some of the best and brightest in, in the industry, and uh, and and getting their insight into uh, into how this works. I think it you know it helps everyone. So uh, I try to I try to be as engaging as I can on Twitter at uh, War Room TJ on Twitter. And, um, I also have a, a Facebook page if that's, uh, if that's something that, that people are, are interested in. And I always Absolutely. post, uh, my articles as well as, uh, all the other shows that, that I'm a, I'm a guest on such as this one. That's awesome. That's awesome. Now everyone's going to ask, well, let's, uh, let's talk about last year's okay. Draft. Um, obviously, uh, uh, me and my co-host Jeff, uh, we went to, <laughs> we went to the championship game and, uh, you know, obviously had, had some big years, but, um, you know, um, obviously a surprise David Johnson kind of led, led all running backs last year with, uh, 313 points. Um, Elliot had obviously a huge year, uh, you know, obviously, uh, you know, a, a lot of people kind of. You know, even like Demar Ingram's, which w- was a surprise, I think, to everyone last year. Um, and since we're on a 49er show, Frank Gore, I believe, still finished in the top 20 for running backs in fantasy last year, which I think is still amazing at his age. Uh, you know, uh, it, it's great. It's great. And, um, and uh, you know, going into this year, and I'm sure you, you get a lot of these questions, Um do you think uh, Mr. Elliott from the Dallas Cowboys will have a sophomore slump? No, I don't. I think with that no, you don't. with that team, no, with that team as as intact as it is, and that offensive line still should be should be as dominant as it has been. Um, Elliott should be just fine. The only thing I worry about Elliott is his off field stuff, really. Um, yeah. I can't uh, as as far as his, as far as his play on the field, he's fine. Now to get back about your point about about David Johnson, if you would have been listening to my show, you would have that would not have been a surprise at all. So I think that really? I've known about. Uh, I've, yeah, I mean I've known I I scouted him. I I went. He was one of my my top guys coming into the draft, and I I have him on all my teams. <laughs> um, he's <laughs> he was an absolute freak coming out of college and a really good guy and a, a really, really smart, good head on his shoulders guy. He, he knows exactly what he's doing. He was put in a prime position with a, with an excellent offense. And, um, none of that is, is a surprise to me at all. Yeah. Go. Yeah. Frank Gore. 
Frank Gore is just Frank Gore. Okay, yeah, we we've we've watched him for for a long time, and I'm a I'm a Niners fan too, and um, you know I love Frank Gore. Frank Gore will never die in my in my opinion, and and in in <laughs> on the current team that he's on, um, it's he has really all the opportunity that he wants. I think that that the Colts will draft a young. Um, a young sure. running back in the you know in the yep. in in the first three rounds, and there's some good ones in this class too. Mm-hmm. So I think uh, I think that our the Frank Gore's time is is uh, is coming, um, but he's still you know he's still going to put out the effort, and this he may end up in in the Hall of Fame. Oh yeah, <laughs> it, it's very it's very arguable that that could happen. Now the surprise one that you know, and I I picked him on a flyer. I think I picked him in the third round was Mike Evans. Uh, Mike Evans carried my ass all year long last year. Um, and, uh, you know, this guy, obviously, you know, I, I loved him. I wish the 49ers could have got him that year when he came out. Um, but, you know, once again, you know, 12 touchdowns, you know, over 1,300 yards receiving last year, and just a monster in fantasy, in real life. Um and uh you know he <laughs> you know uh you know you put the numbers up Mike Evans versus Antonio Brown very similar um not saying he's in, you know obviously i think we all think Antonio Brown's probably the best wide receiver in the NFL today sure. but at the same time uh yeah Mike Evans uh, kind of went toe to toe with him last year as far as numbers went um, well, do you expect do you expect Mike Evans to have another uh, year like he did last year? I don't see why not. I mean, it's uh, Mike Evans is is one of my favorites too. I've got teams that have both David Johnson and Mike Evans on them. So um, he's uh, this is was my argument with with uh, Mike Evans over some other people. How would you like mm-hmm. a six four, almost six five guy who runs in the four fives and uh, and jumps about forty inches? You think that sounds good? Because I mean, that's that's yeah. he's, he was a he was a major major prospect coming out. I only had him behind Sammy Watkins and um, in that uh, in that amazing 2014 wide receiver class that also had Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, and Brandon Cooks. And those those four, I sort of labored over those four to, to see what order I wanted them in. Um, I ended up going with Sammy Watkins because if Sammy Watkins wasn't injured and he had a great quarterback. Mm-hmm. Watkins would be would be dominant, but he just would, he was put in a bad situation. What's nice now is that uh, Tampa Bay did get the number one pick and then did get you know the best quarterback coming into into that class. So the pair of those two, I, I don't see why that that won't pay that won't pay dividends for for years to come. Now they have Deshaun Jackson on that team too, which is going to open up Mike Evans even more because they're going to make sure that, that Evans won't have, you know, like a safety following him all the time. So that, mm-hmm. that excellent deep threat is going to really, really help Evans out. So, I mean, if you can get Evans in the first or, you know, or second round, I think, I think that, that's, a, that's a fine pick. Uh, you got him in the third, you know, that, that's an excellent pick. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, we have a couple of Twitter questions. I'm, I'm going to go past these and we'll – We'll go on to the draft and players from there. Um, looks like we have a Cincinnati fan here. Um, 
concerns about A.J. Green. He had, uh, let's see here, 100 targets, still almost had 1,000 yards and four touchdowns. Is there a wor- worrisome um, about A.J. Green going forward? A little bit, yeah. I mean, I've, I've never really been in, uh, an Andy Dalton fan, to be honest. And uh, once mm-hmm. once uh, once Jay Gruden and Hugh Jackson left that team, I, my confidence in that in that um, in that offensive staff uh, is definitely lower. So I think the combination of that plus AJ Green um, yeah, being somewhat somewhat durable, but but having to shoulder all that load, is, it seems to kind of be kind of tough on him. The running game is kind of not not really working so much either. So. I'd like to see what kind of changes they make to this team. If they don't make if they don't make enough changes to this team, then I don't then my prospects on him are going to be kind of on the lower side, and he might end up a second round pick. But I think he'll be a fine second round pick. I, I, but I don't necessarily think he'll be a steal. I think he'll he'll basically give you the value for that pick unless he gets you know unless he gets um, seriously injured. But He's always like really, really close to to getting really injured. So um, I, I haven't had AJ Green on, on any of my teams for probably a couple of years. Okay. The next question, I guess, this is a tight end question. I'm going to assume this is a keeper league. Um, okay. Yeah, it is. Okay. Um, so he has Martellus Bennett and Jordan Reed. He's got to drop one of them, otherwise he's got he's got to give up his first round pick. Um, if you're in that situation, uh, who would you get rid of? That's a tough one, man. That is kind of a tough one, just because Martel Bennett went 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 to the Packers this year. Uh, Jordan Reed is, is is an excellent man. excellent player who uh, can't stay on the field. You know, when he's on the field and when he's right, uh, he's definitely one of the best tight ends in the league. Martellus Bennett has been consistent yet sort of trending down. Last year in at you know at the Patriots, I, I kind of knew that was kind of an iffy situation because I don't draft Patriots players because they they focus in, on different players for each and every game. So it's really hard to distinguish which player is going to do well on 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 the Patriots other than Gronk when he's healthy. So going back to your question, I think that I would still go with Jordan Reed just because of the fact of what I know he can do as opposed yeah. to I don't know what Martellus Bennett, how he's going to do with, with that team. I think it could be, uh, you know, Jared Cook at X, S, like as far as, yeah. Uh, like, yeah. like, you know, sort of um, from, from game to game being, being very inconsistent. So I'd rather go with the talent. Uh, not not saying Martellus Bennett doesn't have the talent, but Jordan Reed definitely, in my opinion, has more. So I would I would lean on on that side. Oh, and one and more point a, too. To, oh yeah, go to, ahead. to the Redskins also is that is that Garcon is gone, and Deshaun Jackson is gone, and Josh Josh mm-hmm. Doxson is not for sure going to play either. So Jordan Reed might end up being one of their more consistent players. If there's going to be a year that he's going to definitely uh, be relied on, it's going to be this year. Depending on how many games you get out of them. I mean, that's another thing. Well, you know, talking about Bennett is, you know, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, it's great for him to have a a, a playmaker like Bennett. But you know, he, he loves his wide receivers, man. You know, when right. you have wide receivers like he does, um, 
not enough balls to go around sometimes. Um, and I, I think he'll he'll probably have his blow up games, but um, yeah, that, that's tough. That's a tough one to pick. Um, but yeah, I, I would definitely agree with you. And uh, you know, uh, as far as Washington goes, you know, is Kirk Cousins a quarterback or is someone else there? We hope he's yeah, not well, there, but find out. <laughs> right. we'll find out about that. Uh, right. Uh, okay, let's throw one more quarterback question. Let's see here. <coughs> well, this is an interesting one. Um, okay, uh, it looks like another keeper question. Um, who would you keep, Jamie Winston or Derek Carr? Ooh. That's tough. Uh, that's uh, yeah. That's an interesting question. I, I what's funny is, I mean, if if I were ranking those guys, they would be right next to each other. Right. So, exactly. um, I don't know. That's that. Uh, that's more of a personal question. Who do you who do you like better? If you if you can't decide, I guess what I would do is I would go with a guy who I think is more is more durable. Uh, which would be Winston. Winston to me is kind of is kind of like Roethlisberger. He can get hurt, but he'll still play. Um, whereas Carr has has shown some some toughness too, but I think that's I think that uh, uh, he would be a little bit more apt to to getting hurt more um, seriously. But I think their offenses are going to be relatively the same. Um, their running games are about the same. The running games don't really help the quarterbacks too much, which makes them have to throw. I guess the only the only the the difference and they both have good offensive lines too. This is a tough question. Whoever this is, don't ask I me know. More tough it questions is. like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, no, I think if I was to go with one one guy, I'd probably go with Winston um, for just a more more consistency, and I think. With Jackson there, I think the upside is is really nice. Yeah, that's true. I mean, either way, whoever this is, he's in a good situation. But um, yeah, tough decision. But I well, wish you the best. Uh, all right, we'll take a couple more questions, guys. Let's. I want to get to the draft, though. Okay. Um, I w- we want to throw some players at you, okay? And uh, we want to know if they're impacted or would you just pass? Okay. Um, so let's, let's first start with the obvious, uh, Leonard Fournette, um, draftable this year or undraftable this year. What do you think? Oh, I think, I think he's draftable, uh, for this year. I think whatever team he's going to end up on, um, I like him with, with the Carolina Panthers. I think that would be an excellent fit for him. If he would, if they, uh, cause they, they do a, a nice power, run game, which would definitely benefit him. Um, put him in the eye, put him in the dot, have a fullback in front of him, and, uh, and, let, and let him go to work. And um, I think that, w- that would be the best situation for him. However, mm-hmm. I have had my reservations about Fournette. I-, I think if I was to put anyone in a Trent Richardson sort of uh, watch situation, it's Fournette. And the reason why is because Fournette is – um, I don't think he's taking this process very seriously, to be honest. In his last season, he really dogged it. 
he really uh, he, he was definitely setting up for an NFL career, but in watching film, and I watched him very closely, I've known about Fournette since he was a junior in high school, mm-hmm. he's, he took it easy. He got tackled way too easily his last year. Then on top of that, he shows up 10 pounds too heavy, or 10 pounds heavier at, at the combine, saying it's water weight. He can't jump over 30 inches. He ran a fast 40, and that's awesome. But uh, what that is telling me is he's really – I think he, he thinks um, that, uh, that, that he's money, you know, and he doesn't really need to, to work as hard as, as, as he should. So um, I'm seeing some, some bad signs here long-term for him. But for next year, if you want to draft him in redraft, I say, I say go for it. Here's why I'm going to disagree with you. Um, I, I don't – as far as fantasy goes, um, yeah, I don't think he's going to have a breakout season. I, the first year, I, I don't see that happening, whatever team he ends up on. <clears throat> the other problem is, and obviously it's out there with all the scouts that I've talked to you, he's had a lot of carries the last two years, over 300 the last two years. Um, there, could be, there could be a little, little breakdown with him. You know, going into the end of that rookie year, going into that second year, um, it, it's a it is a concern. You know, and, and when people start talking, oh, the Forty ers should take him at two. Absolutely not. I I'm not taking four at two. Um, and you know, the problem with him, and and I do, I I think he he is a, a very special, talented kid. Um. You know, but the wear and tear does does concern me, um, and I would, uh, you know, you know, when you have someone like, you know, Elliot and um, the running back from the Rams, I mean these these guys were great coming out coming out of college, drafted them. I was very successful with them in the, in, in the fantasy world, um, but uh, you know, you just don't know now. My next question for you is uh, something that me and Jeff kind of argue back and forth about. Um, he loves Mike Williams from Clemson. Okay, um, I think it's it's an issue without without him having separation. Red zone target, absolutely great. Okay, um, me personally, I'm more of a Corey Davis guy. I think he's a better route, route runner. Separation goes over the middle does everything you ever want want to um in those two guys i'd I'd like to hear hear both of your uh uh, both of these guys what do you think about them um from a fantasy and from um drafting them in real life well before i answer that one i want to uh give a rebuttal to to the fournette uh comment fournette actually he only had 129 attempts last last season uh he had a 6.5 average and had 843 yards like i said he dogged it and and uh and darius geis is the other running back and in uh and and they just completely had a uh had a committee backfield so he didn't even <laughs> i don't know about workload he had he had 300 yards the year prior but only 129 the next year so that oh. if that answers that um well, I'm as far I'm sorry as about that. <laughs> All right. So as, as the, the guy you want to look out for as far as workload, 
is uh, is Christian McCaffrey. That guy had way too much, and he was a, a much smaller guy. Um, so I'm not really worried about Fournette. Let's talk about Corey Davis and Mike Williams. With with Corey Davis and Mike Williams, I was really struggling to separate these these two guys. Um, but once I really dug into Corey Davis, I really saw a much more complete wide receiver. And um, basically, he's excellent at the high point. He's a great red zone weapon, um, excellent footwork uh, on the sideline and red zone, large wingspan, great yards after the catch. Um, and he was, he was everything that Western Michigan – like he was the team. He put Western Michigan on his back. And so that was really that nice right. to see. Oh, yeah. So I, I comp him to an Amari Cooper. Um, a guy that uh, can can elevate a team, and uh, we don't know what his speed is. We don't know what his athletic numbers are uh, because he's hurt right now. But I'm extremely confident that he would run in the in the four fours and and give us mm-hmm. all kinds of great great numbers. He's an alpha male confidence guy and a and a really and a really good smart smart player too. He he uh, got a 31 on the on the wonder leg. Um, so he's, I think he's, he's ready to go. He's NFL ready to go. As far as Mike Williams, what he does well, it really, it's, it puts, it, it puts him in a, in a light and on, on a pedestal that you go, this is a, this is a number one wide receiver. So I think, and what he does well is the, is the high point and is, you know, is the red zone work. He also can be a deep threat too. So he's not really, he's not really a one trick pony. But he uh, he does he does have problems kind of staying on his feet. I see him slipping and falling a lot, and uh, and his, he ran a four five six, which I think for a you know for a six three and a half guy, two hundred eighteen pounds, is fine. It, but it's not it's not overwhelming. He 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 jumped you know thirty two and a half inches, which is like I said about Mike Evans. Mike Evans jumped forty one. So I, I think what we want, I just, I wanted to see more, more dominance from him as far as his, his athletic numbers. Um, but his, but his tape is good. He also has a neck injury too, which is a really serious neck injury that he got in 2015. So I think there's, there's just, there's some more red flags on him and that that's what separated uh, uh, Williams from, from Davis in this. But if Williams can get everything right, he's, he's like an all Sean Jeffrey to me. Yeah, no, no, absolutely. Um, I mean, there's definitely a, a, a argument for help for both, and um, obviously, I think those are two um, potential number one wide receivers out there that could bloom in something great. Uh, you know, and obviously, you know, you have Ross. I think you know he probably could be, you know, a great number two. Um, you know, and, uh, you know, um, obviously there is, um, oh, now I'm forgetting his name. Oh, what's his name? Um, uh, Godwin from, uh, Penn State. Yeah, Chris, um, I, I, Chris Godwin. Yeah, Chris Godwin. Yeah. <clears throat> Again, you know, probably a project, but, uh, uh, you see a lot of good stuff when you put out, when you put on the tape for him, for, for him. Um, like I said, he's probably three or four years away, but um, the potential to be great is something just amazing. 
just amazing. So, um, you know, that's, uh, <laughs> that's something you, you, you definitely want to look at. Um, and then, uh, obviously we, you know, we were the wide receivers, um, you know, um, obviously, uh, you talked a little about Kristen McCaffrey, um, what do you see Kristen McCaffrey in the NFL doing as far as, uh, is he just a third down back? Is he someone that you use in different packages to kind of just put on the outside as, as a, you know, as a tree route? I mean, what do, what do you do if you draft someone like Kristen McCaffrey? McCaffrey is an interesting case. I originally, when I was, first watching his tape, and I mean, I've watched him at Stanford for, for a while. I saw a guy that was um, a little slight, and but with amazing wide receiver skills. So I think my natural inclination was to say, you know what, this guy should be more of a wide receiver. The more and more I look at his tape, the more and the more I um, get other insights from all kinds of different experts, I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of on board with him being being more than that. Maybe you know like a like a Devonta Freeman, um, a guy that uh, is not you know he's not he's not the biggest, but he definitely knows how to play the game of football. And Christian McCaffrey is an all around great football player. I want to see him do punt returns, kick returns, and I mean he does have the NCAA record for for all purpose yards. He broke he broke Barry Sanders. Uh, record in that so uh, like this yeah. guy knows how to play football it comes from a great lineage well not great but 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 good good lineage of uh you know of players but his his uh his, his heisman season is is phenomenal 337 carries for you know over 2,000 yards eight eight touchdowns on the ground and then and then 45 catches with 645 yards and five five touchdowns through the air He's really an all-around weapon, and it really depends on what team is going to, is going to draft him and how they're going to use him. I've mentioned the Saints as a team that I think would would use him in, in like a lot of different ways, and I think he'd be great. But if a mm-hmm. team really wants to make him a you know a three-down back, I think it's a I think it's a good idea, but it's not. I don't have the confidence that it's absolutely going to work. So McCaffrey is kind of he's kind of like a Reggie Bush to me, a guy that would be really good going uh, to the corners, running to the corners as opposed to running through the a gaps. So I, I think that uh, whatever team does does employ him, they're going to have mm-hmm. to really tailor to his his strengths. And he's got a, he's got a lot of them. He's a great athlete and he's a super smart player. He's not even 21 years old. So uh, I I like I like his upside. Um, I think I think draft Twitter, which is a uh, you know a bunch of Twitter writers and you know and draft draft uh, draft nicks basically want to prop him up to to uh, to be a little bit more than he is. I, I'm kind of on the side of I want to pump the brakes and uh, and see which team which team drafts him first. All right, I'm gonna put on your uh, Center 49er fan. I'm gonna put on your. Uh... Let's just uh, play a little dream world for a second. Say the 49ers uh, go back in the second round. Let's say they go at 15, let's say. All the quarterbacks are there. 
Who are you picking? <laughs> at, at 15? And all 15. of the quarterbacks. All the quarterbacks are still there. Who are you picking? You know, I like Mitch Trubisky in uh, in Kyle Shanahan's offense. I think uh, I think he would he would thrive in, in in that offense. And I realize that he's only had a year full on you know NCAA starting experience. Um, but I've really liked what I what I've seen out of him. And I think that if he was to reach his peak, he could be he could be a Derek Carr. I've liked what Shanahan has been able to do with with quarterbacks for the last you know for the last few years. And I think that. Trubisky really fits that. If I'm going for pure, pure upside, just to just mm-hmm. to have as much fun with this team as possible, it's Pat Mahomes because that's oh, that God. is the most fun quarterback in this <laughs> in this draft. Uh, he when I I've said this many times on on different podcasts. If I'm if if I'm feeling down, if I'm feeling blue, I had a bad day or something like that. I just throw on some Patrick Mahomes tape and I just instantly feel better. <laughs> So I, I think that uh, I think that if, if if the Niners were 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 to get this guy, I think the Arizona Cardinals really like him. I think they're they're all in on, on him. Um, but I think if, if, the, if the Niners get Mahomes, I, I'm man, I'm I'd be super super excited. Now Watson Watson is my guy. Like Watson is is my favorite quarterback in this class. I just feel like Trubisky really would work in um, in uh, Shanahan's offense. Yeah, I, I think Trubisky made a mistake by coming out this year. I mean, I understand that you know a lot of a lot of the experts have him as a number one quarterback, but um, like to see a little bit more. Um, obviously, Patrick yeah. Mahomes. I mean, what what can you say about you know gunslinger uh, needs to fix things, but Kyle would fix him pretty quickly, I think. Um, you know. Uh, a lot of people, um, you know, I, I'm actually, I'm based out of Chicago. So, you know, I've seen a lot of Deshaun Kaiser. Um, you know, he's got a lot to work on. He's got a lot to work yeah. on. Do I, do, do I think Kyle could change him? Yeah, I do. I do. You know, he's got, he's got all the tools to make every throw you want. Um, but I think in Kyle's system, you know, especially with that, and that's why I think Mahomes is a great pick at that point. It's Kyle likes to get that ball out fast, you know. Um, that was his that was his main concern, you know. Talking to uh, some of the people I talked to in Atlanta was, you know, just getting Ryan quicker with his deliveries, and you you kind of saw that this year. And you know, if anything, Atlanta lost. It was Kyle Shanahan <laughs> that they're going to miss the most. Oh, yeah. But um, sure, you know, uh, you know, Patrick Mahomes, quick release. Uh, you know, I, I think he would love that. Um, you know, and, and as far as uh, as our podcast here, um, especially my co-host uh, Jeff, um, you know, Chad Kelly uh, as a second quarterback to be picked up, absolutely, I love it. Um, obviously, Nathan Nathan Peterman from Pittsburgh. Um, you know, I I still think Brad Kaya, you know, could be that second quarterback too. You know, if, if they if they go later and they don't like any of these quarterbacks, and if they really think that, uh, you know, if they really think Kirk Cousins going to be here next year, fine, let's you know, let's do it. But um, I do think they do pick up a quarterback at some point in this draft. Um, but uh, you know, we're going to have to wait and see. Um, you know, uh, I know Chad Kelly had his uh, some of the off-field issues. Um, 
he, he needs to work on, obviously, his um, decision-making. Uh, but all these guys do. All these guys do. You know, Deshaun Watson, very inconsistent this year. Last year, he's probably the number one pick in the draft. Uh, you know, um, gosh, you know, you, it, there there's some below-average quarterbacks, but they're all projects, I still think. Uh, what's your what's what's your final take on quarterbacks this year in the draft? Oh, what, well, I got a lot of takes. Um, I think this this class is uh, is good, not great, and I think that there is there is some depth to this class. Now, if you want to talk about, I, I think the thing. All right, let me. Where do where do I start here? Okay, with Pat Mahomes, I think also what you're getting to is you're getting a guy that can improvise like crazy. So you, you're getting a guy that when when the pocket breaks down, he can make he can make things happen. He's he's like he's like a magician on the field at extending plays and, and improvising. He might even be special at this. He kind of has a, a backyard sort of like playground style of of, uh, of play. I just kind of want to I want to paint more more of a picture here, and um, so he can do he can do a lot of things that these guys these guys can't do or can't even fathom doing. I think that Mahomes has the best arm in this, in this class too. Uh, it's very, uh, it's very far of like, I think his game is, it's very Brett far in, in a way. Um, I wouldn't say I wouldn't compare him to him, but I think his game is, is kind of similar. I think with Chad, Chad Kelly, you're getting an incredibly immature person and you're getting a guy with a good arm and he can, he can play a little bit, but I don't think that his, skills are going to really translate to to the NFL. I think the, his best attribute is he does have a cannon for for an arm. Um, with uh, with Kaiser, I don't like Kaiser at all. I, I think Kaiser is is a is a smoke screen basically. Um, yeah, he can he can do some things. He can flash some some talent, but so can so can Nathan Peterman. But but Nathan Peterman is a very clean player, and he's a he's going to be a, a a good professional quarterback. And I think he's going to have a, a decent career. Brad Kaya is a Brian Hoyer clone, in my opinion. So I think Brad Kaya would be a very, a very good backup to hold on to. He's not ready for the NFL game right now, but I think that he would be the kind of guy that you would want to uh, just keep in your back pocket. And if you need him, you know, break, break glass, you know, in, in, in emergency type of uh, situation, Brad Kaya is a, He's a very fundamental player, uh, so I, I could definitely see I can definitely see the Niners picking him up a little bit, a little bit later. But uh, there's 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 talent in this draft. No one's talking about Gerard Evans out of Virginia Tech. You know he's he's got mm-hmm. some he's got some skills too. And Davis Webb, I know Davis Webb has kind of been lumped into the top five of this of this draft, and I think that's a bit of a, a mistake. And I'm kind of a Cal Homer, so I. I mm-hmm. You know, I would normally try to prop these Cal players up a bit, but I can't with Davis Webb. I just, I just can't do it. He's kind of Brock Os- Osweiler-ish to me. So if uh, if Davis Webb goes in the first round, I'm going to be extremely disappointed in whatever team, whatever team picks him up. But uh, um, there's, you know, there's there's guys like Joshua Dobbs out, out here. Oh, that are, love that. Lo- love Joshua Dobbs. Love him. Yeah, and he's it, he's, I, I he's think a project. That's, that's a, yeah, that's a guy who. I think he'll have a backup job probably for ten years. I really do. I really do. I, I really like what he's done. Um, he's improved. He really has. Um, you know, obviously, uh, you know, you, you just put on the tape. 
nothing special. Um, but you could see him moving from team to team and just having a job for who knows. Um, great backup though. Great backup. I would definitely take a chance on him. Definitely yeah, take a chance not? on him. Yeah. Uh, so um okay, we got we have a question for one more here. Oh, all right, all right, all right. Let's see here. Okay. Uh, we can answer that one. All right. Um, uh, let's ask this one since we're in 49er show. Um, X49er, Michael Crabtree. What's your expectations of him in Oakland this year? Crabtree has been excellent once he – once he got to Oakland and uh, cause for one, I mean, he was finally healthy. So that was, that was, uh, that was good to see. And he, he definitely saw an opportunity and he took it with, with Oakland. So um, I've, you know, I've obviously, I've been a fan of his for, for a long time. And um, he's got, he's got Derek Carr, who is, you know, one of the, the really, really good young quarterbacks right now. And, and um, so I, I love, I love seeing that he's, that he's, succeeding again and um i think it's more of the same really um him amari cooper hasn't really taken hold of this wide receiver one job and crabtree is the perfect complement to him so that if amari cooper can't can't get it done crabtree just kind of seems to come through and um you know he's been a very he's been a, a consistent wide receiver when he's when he's been right so I, I honestly, I think it's more of the same I, in draft and that kind of thing. I'm sort of targeting him around the, you know, around the fifth or sixth round. I think it's a, it's a steal, really. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, all right, I'm gonna ask you one more. Um, okay, this looks like another keeper question. Okay, uh, yep, Michael Thomas from New Orleans. So what do you have? Uh, he had over 1,100 yards and nine touchdowns. Okay. Or uh, Demarius Thomas from Denver, he had over a thousand yards and five touchdowns. Who would you keep? That's easy. Before I answer that, I think that um, Michael Thomas was one of my wins last year. If I if I consider wins and losses from my my predictions, Michael Thomas was definitely a win. I, I had him in, in my top five wide receivers last year, and um, he's he was vast vastly underrated um by by the by the fantasy football c- community i think that uh he's the perfect guy to to take over in in new orleans and be the guy there especially now that brandon cooks is gone i think the sky's the limit for for michael thomas and if that's what he's doing with with brandon cooks i i i can't imagine what he's going to do when he becomes the guy he's basically taking Marcus Colston's place. So I think that now if he gets, he's going to be overhyped, I think, by some people. They're going to try to prop him up in the second and third round. Demarius Thomas, we we know what Demarius Thomas is, but the quarterback situation is really what is kind of keeping Thomas where it is, where he is. So now that there's a new regime in Denver, it's hard to predict what kind of offense they're going to have. If they get Tony Romo, I still don't really necessarily think that Demarius Thomas becomes propped up back to where he was when he was when he was with with Manning. 
I think Demarius Thomas is, you know, is a good wide receiver, but there's other weapons on that, on that team that, uh, and that offense was just kind of stagnant. If it's more of the same, if, if CJ Anderson can't get back to, to where he was, which I'm, I'm a little doubtful of, they're going to have new, they have new pieces in there. And, uh, Thomas might might be a bit of a disappointment again. So if I was to pick one of these, I, it's Michael Thomas all day. Perfect, perfect. All right. Well, uh, TJ, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, go check out uh, TJ on Twitter at War Room TJ, and then definitely go check out the War Room Fantasy Football Podcast. And uh, TJ, thank you so much for joining us, and we really uh, appreciate you coming on. All right. Thanks for having me. All right. Thanks so much, DJ. Take care. All right. Bye. And we're going to be back right after these messages, everybody.
You're in a good mood today. Yeah, that's because I came to the park in a Windy City limo. They are the best, the 2016 Operator of the Year in America. It's affordable, and it's really worth it. No driving or parking hassle, so there's no stress. They have town cars, fancy stretch limos, elegant motor coaches, Wi-Fi, and all vehicles. And they're global. One call, one bill. Sounds like Windy City Limo has all the bases covered. Nicely played, Ed. You may have a future in broadcasting. Call Windy City Limousine today at 866-94-WINDY or go to WindyCityLimos.com. And we are back on Niners Radio. Okay. And, uh, Jeff, we have round two and three to get through through an hour. So, um, yes. So, just a reminder, I'm not going to go through all of them. Um, Jeff picked the 49ers at two with Marshawn Lattimore. Um, I will have the 49ers, and then he'll have the 49ers in third. Um, so, um, we're going to start here. Uh, Jeff's got the 33rd pick with the Cleveland Browns. Uh, Cleveland needs a defensive back after the first round, so they're going to take Jordan Lewis, corner out of Michigan. Jordan Lewis, okay. Jordan Lewis. Why can't I find Jordan Lewis? I know he's here. Yeah, he is the 27th best player on draft deck. Okay, I'm just going to put him down here. Duran Lewis, cornerback. Okay, and after uh, playing the game with uh, everybody, the uh, – oops, hold on. Okay, here we go. Okay, so uh, the San Francisco 49ers. Um, I, um, with the 34th pick, uh, 49ers going to pick outside linebacker T.J. Watt from Wisconsin. Like his pass rush, football player, like the pick. Um, Jeff, you're up at 35 with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jeff with us? Oh, I haven't reached a line. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> okay. I'm going to take a little. Quick break here. Oh, let's see here. Okay. Why not? Do it? Yeah, sure. Okay, great. Tonight, Burgundy Bistro. 8 o'clock, I'll wear a red scarf. I'll wear a Raiders cap. Well, the Niners would be better, but okay. That's right, Dan. The Niners would be better. I don't know. I'm a no. So, let's see. We're just waiting for Jeff real quick. Sorry, I'm back. Well, you're back. Okay. Everything all right? 
we we had a crisis. A frog got out of a tank. Sorry, oh, so No problem. No problem. Who did you just select, buddy? I'm sorry. So I selected T.J. Watt from Wisconsin, outside linebacker. Oh, you are. You know what? Me and you, I like that pick. Mm-hmm. On the same wavelength. Nice. Okay, so it looks okay. like I have... Jacksonville. Jacksonville. Hmm. Good one. Let's see mm-hmm. here. Tight end, defensive tackle, and O-line. Uh, you know what? Let's give them offensive. Ooh, they already beat him up. Uh, sorry. Uh, let's give them to Carson McKinley, uh, edge rusher from UCLA. You know, uh, it's funny you say that because those were the two I was deciding which one to give them. Oh. Very, very athletic. Very athletic. Yes, he is. Very athletic. Okay. Uh, and with that being said, uh, the guy we were just talking about, at number 36, I'm going to give the Bears Patrick Mahomes. All right. And uh, you're up at 37 with the Los Angeles Rams, Jeff. Ooh, Los Angeles Rams, huh? Another division rival. Should I uh, sink this them? Is their, yeah, this is their first pick. So they didn't have a first yeah, pick. Yeah, it is. They didn't, did they? Nope. All right. Well, you know what? We will give... They need a lot of help. The Rams need a lot of help. They did not sign T.J. McDonald back. So we're going to replace him with Buda Baker, safety out of Washington. Okay. Buda Baker is off of Washington. Someone that uh, Jeff is, knows very well. And uh, let's see here. The Chargers, the first round they picked Solomon Thomas. So, with the Chargers, um, you know, it's time uh, time to get a little pass rush going there, over there. And uh, I'm going to give them uh, probably the best player on the board, I think, for them. And that's Tim Williams, outside linebacker from Alabama. Had some off-field issues, but uh, uh, great pass rusher, great pass rusher. So uh, you had 39 with the New York Jets. You took took my guy there, Brian. You took my guy. Because the Jets needed an outside linebacker. Uh, Now you got me thinking here. All right. Well, then we're going to go ahead and do this. We're going to go ahead and give them a corner. And a Dory Jackson from USC. Dory Jackson. Dory Jackson. There he is. Okay. Dory Jackson. Okay, and the Carolina Panthers up next. We get them Ryan Ramsky, offensive tackle from Wisconsin. So... Yeah. 
Decision, decision, decision. Okay. Um, someone they never replaced, and I'm going to give them uh, cornerback Cordera Tinkersley from Clemson. And uh, Jeff, you're up at 41 with the Cincinnati Bengals. You gave them the corner from Clemson. Yeah. Ooh, nice. And, so, uh, the, and I'm at. You got the Bengals. They picked up Reuben Foster in the first round. All right. Reuben Foster in the first. And the Bengals, let's see here. They need. Okay, Reuben Foster. So they had a linebacker. So they need an edge and an O lineman. We're going to give them. I believe he's still there, and I think that's a great pickup, and that will be Carl Lawson out of Auburn, edge rusher. Yeah, great pick there, great pick, great pick. Okay. Now I have the New Orleans Saints, and they picked uh, Corey Davis and then Taco Charlton. Um. So uh, I'm giving them uh, another guy that they, once again, they never replaced him uh, when they traded him over to Seattle for Jimmy Graham. So I'm going to give them uh, another athletic tight end, and that's Evan Ingram from Ole Miss. Ingram from Ole Miss, huh? Yeah. And, Jeff, you got the Philadelphia Eagles and – uh, who'd they pick in the first round? The Eagles. Oh, let's see. Fournette. Fournette. They, they got, the got their running back, yes. Yeah. So now they need mm-hmm. a corner or a defensive end. And here yep. they're going to get the corner of their dreams. You're going to get Kelvin King out of Washington. Kelvin King. Nice. Yeah, you know, we're going to stop right there. Calvin King out of Washington. Someone with Jeff Nope. And Jeff, I, I, I know they're gonna bring him in for a visit for forty ers What does oh, Kelvin yeah. what does Kelvin King do good and what um that you, you've seen on uh when you've been watching their games? Well, here's the thing. Kelvin King got tested a lot last year. I mean, you had Sidney Jones on the other side and Sidney Jones pretty much, you know, locked you down. Um he wasn't, I think, you know, out of, let's say, for example, out of 100 pass attempts and within three games, I would say probably 65 of them went Kelvin Keynes' way. And uh, the kid was just phenomenal. He had he has good hands, good hips for recovery. Um, he might need a little bit of work as far as uh, bump and run and not letting receivers uh, get on the inside of him instead mm-hmm. of using the sidelines as a second defender. And that's pretty much what he needs to work on. He needs to work with his hands a little better as far as bumping coverage and get that wide receiver to go towards the sidelines a little bit more. But other than that, I mean, it's very minimal. I mean, him and if him and Sidney Jones got together again on a pro team and worked side by side, I mean, you're going to have a hard time passing for days against those two. I, I just believe their their body size, 
their fits. They're very similar. I mean, they're both 6'2", 6'3", both around the 195 to 205 pounds. They they could be very – they're very physical tacklers. They both tackle great. It's just that, you know, Sidney Jones knew how to use the sidelines as a second defender Mm -hmm. a little bit better than King did. But other than that, I mean, he's phenomenal. Wow. Okay, that's good to know. All right, uh, I'm up next with the Buffalo Bills. And uh, something that they need desperately, and that's a cornerback, especially in that division. Um, and I'm going to give the best cornerback, uh, well, maybe not the best, but I, I think the tits are just some. Trevavius White, cornerback from LSU. So he is not at 44. Not a bad pick for them. Not a bad pick. Arizona Cardinals. Marlon, hum- Marlon Humphreys, cornerback, Alabama in the first round. Yeah, why did you give him that? <laughs> well, <laughs> sorry, I had to do that. Um, With him and Peterson? Yeah, I know. Um, I believe he's still on the board. They need another inside linebacker, and I'm looking. I don't see him gone. Um, I would give him inside linebacker out of Ohio State, and that is... Oh, I lost his name. McMillan. Yeah. Good pick. Good pick. I guess. It is to Arizona. Yeah. I don't see him taking anywhere, so. No, no, he's still available, so. Yeah. I would give the Uh, Arizona Cardinals, I guess, him. (laughs) Uh, Next up are the Colts. And give him uh, Cam Robinson in the first round. And, uh. And we're here waiting with an eraser. Decision. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, I'm going to continue uh, building this offensive lineup. I'm, uh, and I'm going to give them Dan Freeney, offensive guard from Indiana. Wow. Yep. You need to protect them. All right. Offensive guard from Indiana. Indiana. All right. Got the Baltimore right. Ravens. Yes, we gave them Ross in the first round wide receiver. So they need yep. a corner or an outside linebacker. Mm. Well, let's see here. They have a good. There's a decent corner sitting here, and uh, looking at him, I just can't pass him up, and that would be to I can't even pronounce his name. Chidobe Aweezy. From Colorado? Oh, yeah, Colorado, yeah, yeah. I would give uh, the Ravens him right there. Yeah, good pick, good pick. 
Okay, the Minnesota Vikings are next. Is this their first pick, too? I don't know. Yes, they traded their first yeah, pick away from Yeah, that's right. Okay. Minnesota Vikings. Um, now I'm going to give them a multi-back, because who knows if Adrian Peterson is going to be there this year. Um, someone can play wide receiver, running back, anything. Um, and that's uh, Curtis Samuel, wide receiver from Ohio State. Ooh. Yes. That, that That's a good pick. Yes. I did not see that one coming. No. To tell you the truth. Yeah. You kind of, uh, you got me on that one, Brian. Okay. Okay. You, you did. I got to give that to you. Nice. Okay. Next, you have the Washington Redskins. They picked Malik Hooker. Free safety, Ohio State. Yeah, you took my other Ohio State boy away from me. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So looking at this, they also they need a running back and they need an inside linebacker. Mm-hmm. So looking at the board, mm, the best thing I see for them could actually be Jared Davis, inside linebacker from Florida, and I'm gonna have to give nice. them to them. They need they need that help. Yep, sure do. Okay. Got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers next. They pick up Derek Bennett, defensive end, Tennessee. A little raw, but that guy's going to be a good player one day. So, um, that being said, you know, Tampa Bay, they got those wide receivers. They're pretty set on that. Um, decisions, decisions. Okay. We are going to give them God, Ohio State. There's someone that's going a little bit early, but I think he's the uh, best center in the draft. And that's Ethlin. Center, Ohio State. Pat Ethlin, huh? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. You got the Denver Broncos at uh, pick number fifty-one, right. and they picked up uh, Malik McDowell, defensive tackle, last in the first round. Yeah, well, this one's not going to be so uh, difficult here because they need offensive tackle help, so they're going to get mm-hmm. Roderick Johnson from Florida State. Roderick Johnson. He is 64 off a draft pick. There we are. I got him. Okay. Next are those Cleveland Browns. Picked up Miles Garrett at one. And picked up Deshaun Kaiser, quarterback from Notre Dame at 12. Okay. And this team, you know, this team, they need so much help here. 
and so much help. Um, I'm going to give everyone uh, their draft crush, some of you people. That's Cooper Cup, wide receiver, Eastern Washington to the Cleveland Browns. I thought you had me there for a minute. (laughs) Wow. Okay, and uh, the Detroit Lions are next. Yeah, and they take another wide receiver. Uh, I've got to run here. They take uh, Juju Smith from USC. Ooh, Juju Smith. Okay. Like that pick. Like that pick. I definitely think Juju, he, he's definitely a second-round pick. A lot of people yes. got him going the third, third round. I, I, I just don't see that. No. He's too talented. Um. The Miami Dolphins. Let's see. They picked up four slamp offense guard in the first round. And uh, I am going to uh, (laughs) protect their injured injured quarterback, and I'm going to give them uh, an offensive guard that I checked out. Uh, Very powerful, very mauling offensive guard. Uh, Deion Dawkins from Temple. Go check out his safe wow. guys. Deion Dawkins. Yep. Something I definitely need. Yes. Um, very good. Good guard. Yep. The New York Giants. Uh, well, looks like we're having runs on offensive linemen in this one. Uh, they need to protect Eli. And uh, well, I'm giving them uh, an offensive tackle. Out of, I lost him. Oh, where did I see him? Sorry. Taylor Motten out of Western Michigan. Western Michigan. Mr. Prankster. Very cool story about this. I'm going to tell you guys about this. Uh, Taylor Motten from uh, Western Michigan. Um he uh, decided to set up, set up his coaches one day. They're having practice, and uh, so <laughs> so what happened is, you know, they're going out and he's picking up all, all the balls and that. And they uh, he knew that it was it was the last day of practice, and so usually the coaches pick up the balls that day. Well, he decided to put super glue on the. <laughs> on the kickballs, so I picked them up and stuck to their hands. <laughs> Smart man, he did it on the last day before they couldn't get him. And I said, oh boy, he's a little trickster. Okay, watch out for him. Okay, the uh, well, Vegas Raiders, I guess we'll call them. Sure. And, uh who did they get in the first round? They got... Oh, they got a good one. They got a corner, um, Jerron Conley. Perfect. Nice, nice. Okay. Okay. I think... 
at this pick uh, because I, I'm still not convinced on that on that front seven with the Raiders. Um, I'm gonna give him Chris Wormley, defensive tackle from Michigan. Very mm-hmm. good player. Still not convinced on that on that that front seven though. I know the linebackers mm-hmm. are really good, but I don't know. Um, Houston Texans are up next, and uh, uh, what do we? Would Houston get? Houston was given Deshaun Watson quarterback. Yes. Well, this time they're going to get somebody to help protect Deshaun Watson. Okay. And that is offensive guard. He is. Oops, he's gone north. Dorian Johnson out of Pitt. Oh yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Solid player, good pass protector. Yes, very good. Seattle Seahawks, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, good. Huh. Uh, <laughs> where Where are those kickers? <laughs> Give me <them> kickers. <laughs> okay. Um, well. Probably doesn't fit their system, but since there are trade rumors of, uh, yeah, that guy, Sherman, getting traded, I'm going to give him uh, Tease Tabor, cornerback from Florida. Who? Uh, Tease Tabor. Ah, okay. Uh, probably not the physical guy that they want, but... Uh, maybe they use them in a nickel. I don't know. Um, Kansas City Chiefs are next. Yes. We gave them Delvin Cook last time. Delvin Cook. And so we still need inside linebacker, defensive line, and a corner. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Inside linebackers. I don't think he's off the board. Let's see here. Nope, he is. I did take him. Well, rats. So, well, let's look at this here. The Chiefs, inside linebacker, defensive line, and corner. We're going to give them Vincent Taylor out of Oklahoma for defensive line. Vincent Taylor. Let's see here. There he is. Okay. Okay, next are the Dallas Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys. Oh, I know their offensive line's fine. <laughs> no weapons they needed. So... That being said, uh, 
with the 60th pick, I'm going to give him Jordan Willis, defensive end from Kansas State. Jordan Willis, huh? Defensive end. Yep. K-State. You All right. Green Bay Packers. Um, they're going to take a water boy. Um, <laughs> since uh, right. somebody gave on Kristen McCaffrey in the first. <laughs> so at 61, we're going to go ahead and give them a person they need as an off the edge. And uh, I believe that's Demarcus Walker from Florida State. I don't believe we've taken him. Nope. Oh, yeah. Well, there he is. Florida State. Okay. Pittsburgh Steelers. Steelers. I don't know where I'm going. <sighs> this one's going to be rough to say. Give him strong safety for Connecticut. Obi Melifuano. I don't Who? What? Obi. Obi one Kenobi. Where's strong safety at? M E L I F O N W U. Okay. I don't even see him on the board. Yep. Oh, okay. I see him. Get the Atlanta Falcons at 63. Dude. Let's see here. Hmm. I don't know what to give them because we gave them an edge rusher. Basically, it could be a defensive end in Charles Harris out of Missouri. So they need offensive guard or a big, heavy tackle. Dion Dawkins, I believe we've already drafted him, have we not? Yes, we have. Good pick. Mm-hmm. Dan Feeney from Indiana? Did you take him? No, you uh, did not. Yes, you did. Yeah, he's gone. All the good guards are gone. Hmm. Next guard Our is Keith. Isaac Estadia. Offensive guard from Utah. That's the yeah. Next yeah, I don't know if I... Wanted to go that route with them. That could, he could probably get them in the later round. Martinius Adams. Oh, he's still on the board, huh? Martinius Adams, defensive. Defensive mm-hmm. lineman from Auburn. I don't see him gone anywhere. No, he's still on the board. Yeah, we'll give him Dartavius Adams from Auburn. Adams. Auburn. 
here. <laughs> yeah, well, he's there. Okay, and our last pick in the second round is Carolina Panthers. Mm. Huh. Very, very huh, interesting. Huh, huh, huh. Okay, um, since Jeff's got the 49ers pick, I'm going to just put him here. Because I would have took him in third round, just so everyone knows. Um, Joe Mixon, running back, Oklahoma. Yeah, you can have him in there. (laughs) Joe Mixon. Okay, so we're going to third round, the Cleveland Browns. Oh, actually, I'm picking them. I'm picking again. Yes, you are. Okay. Um, so, <laughs> I am No, 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 no. I can't do it. Okay. going to give him Alvin Kamara, running back, Tennessee. Ooh. Running back, huh? From Tennessee? And da-da-da-da-da. With the 66 pick, the San Francisco 49ers select... Oh, Chris Godwin, wide receiver, Penn State. I should have known that was coming. I should have just wrote it down. Crazy. You, you should have. That that was not even a come on now. He's there in the third round. You've got to take him. Got to. He, he's got a potential to be a big number one. Reminds me of a good old Sterling Sharp. Where is he? We didn't pick him, did he? Oh, no. I guarantee you we didn't pick him. I would have been mad if he got picked. Oh, no. He's up there. He's... Where is he? Number 77 on the board, right above Joe Mixon. Oh, there he is. Okay. Right above your guy. (laughs) Uh, Okay. Chicago Bears. 
and they're going to take Desmond King, Free Safety, Iowa. Hmm. And uh, Jacksonville Jaguar, Jeff. All right. Uh, let's see here. We gave them no tight end. Let's see here. What did you give them in the second? Oh, I gave them an edge rusher. Mm-hmm. So they need to use an offensive line or a tight end. Well, you know what? Let's do this. Let's give him the offensive center out of Utah. That'd be a good pick for them there. J.J. Gilman? J.J. Gilman? Who'd you take in 67 for the Bears? Um, I took uh, Desmond King. Okay. Some of these guys I have on my board here. Okay. uh, Los Angeles Rams. Dun, dun, dun. Someone that I love. Oh, my God. What am I doing? I'm singing on air. Uh, Gerald Lord. Hi, Dan. Southern South Alabama. Beast mode. You gave him a tight end out of Alabama. Didn't you give him a tight end in the first round? No. Yeah, they got a tight end in the first round, David. No joke, you out of Miami. Ah, uh, hold on, I gotta reset that. Yeah, I would say. I <laughs> uh, can't do that. I can't do it. <laughs> okay. Wait a minute. Who are you drafting for? The Rams. Oh, you know what? Sorry, I'm wrong. <laughs> Oh, I yeah, that's confused. right. They only had one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I gave him a free safety. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, my fault. I looked at the wrong one. Okay, so I'm going to leave that. Okay. Yeah, give him your tight end. Okay. What was okay. his name again? Gerald Ebert. That's right. You got the New York Jets again. What are you going to give me the Jets? Throw them in the trash can. I always seem to get them. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh man, New York Jets. Let's see. I've given them a quarterback already. Mm-hmm. I've given them. Who else did I give them? Hmm. I gave them Buddha right. Baker, I believe. The no. New York Jets. Uh, Mitch Trubisky. I gave them first. Dory Jackson. Dory Jackson. Second. So now they need a nice little edge guy. Hmm. How about, let's see, Jordan Wilson's gone. Willis is gone. How about Terrell Basham from Ohio State? Basham? Okay. Yeah, we'll give him there. You got their edge rusher. Okay, there we go. 
The Chargers. Now it's getting down to the nitty gritty. I know. Okay, what do we see? Chargers picked up Solomon Thomas. Good pick. Uh, then they came back with Tim Williams. Wow. Freaking pretty good here, huh? Yeah. And should we load up on defense or should we give him a toy? I think I'm gonna give. Him, I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna give him another toy to play with. Uh-oh. All right. Uh, someone else at the 49ers were interested in Carlos Henderson, wide receiver, Louisiana Tech. Really? Yep. All right. You got uh, the New England Patriots. Mm. All right. Oh, man. Let's see here. The Patriots didn't get a first-round pick. Do they even have a second-round pick? Um, yeah. No. This is their first time picking. Wow. Yeah, well, we lucky, uh, lucky me. Hmm. Well, they could probably use another offensive weapon or a corner. Let's well, they did take they did take New Orleans's weapon. You gotta remember that. Yeah. Let's see here. I believe you've taken Cameron Sutton off the board from Tennessee. Yep. Nice job. How mm-hmm. about we give him DeMonte KZ, San Diego State corner? DeMonte. Another guy I don't have on, the, on my board here. Uh, DeMonte, what's his last name? KZ, K A Z E E. Back? Okay. Okay. Cincinnati Bengals are next. So for Cincinnati, they got uh, Ruben Foster. Then they came back with Carl Lawson, defensive end. And now, 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 you're you're welcome, Jim Harbaugh. I'm going to give him your Jordan Lewis, cornerback, Michigan. He's already gone, isn't he? No. Mm-mm. Really? Yeah, he's gone. I gave him to the number 33, to the Browns at 33. Repick. Oh, yeah, 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 you did. You did. You did. I just didn't take him off. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
So this is when our boards are getting thin. <laughs> yes. Jeff's going to kill me. Probably, but that's all right. Um, Cincinnati takes a takes a risk, and at seventy three, they pick up Sidney Jones, cornerback, Washington. You, you, um, I can't say it on the air. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, and the Philadelphia Eagles. Yes. Let's see here. First round, we gave them a running back. Second round, who did we give them? I didn't. Uh, my notes are really bad now. I can't read my own writing. Uh, Calvin King, cornerback. Ooh, I gave them them. Man. Giving these guys a lot of good people. Jump, so they need a defensive end. Oh. You know, which pretty much could be an edge rusher for them. Is Devontae Fields gone? I don't believe he is. I will give them Devontae Fields, edge rusher from Louisville. Okay. Fields. Okay, and the Buffalo Bills are next. And Buffalo had uh, Jabot Peppers. They had Tredavious White, cornerback. And now. They are going to take Evan Ingram, wide receiver, Penn State. Mm-hmm. You didn't take him earlier? Nope. You took an Ingram earlier. Yeah, that was, that was a tight end. There's two Ingrams. Okay, so you're going to give him Ingram, wide receiver, Penn State. Mm-hmm. Got the New Orleans Saints on the clock. The good old Saints. Let's see. They gained in a wide receiver. What else did we give them here? We gave them an edge rusher. Mm-hmm. Second round, who'd they get? Uh, they got, let's see here. Da, 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 da. Who'd they get in the second round? Oh, my notes are bad. I'm sorry, guys. Oh, Evan Ingram, tight end. Oh, you give him the tight end. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, from Old Miss. All right. Well, the Saints need some help at defensive back or linebacker. But you know what helps a good linebacker? Well, it's good pass rush, but they have that rookie they just got. So, maybe they do need a corner or a linebacker, huh? You know what? Let's give them an outside linebacker, though. Let's give them Alex Penzolan from Florida. 
Okay. All right. Okay, the Arizona Cardinals. All right. Okay, I can't believe he's still on the board. I can't believe neither one of us picked him, but Caleb Brantley, defensive tackle from Florida. Really? We missed him? Yeah. He probably wow. should have been picked. He should probably have been picked about 15 picks ago, but oh well. Not necessarily, yeah. I mean. Hmm. Yeah. Brantley, huh? All right, we're going to go to 80, Jeff, and then we're going to cut this off. Um, so at 78, the Baltimore Ravens. Yep, well, we're going to give them a nice defensive line to help that middle. And we're going to give them Elijah Quills from Washington. Okay. All righty. Okay. Minnesota Vikings are next. And I'm gonna get someone that I I kind of liked on tape. Um, but the Minnesota Vikings, I'm going to give them Marcus Williams, free safety, Utah. Ooh. Another guy, yeah, I like him a lot. Yes, he is good. All right, Jeff, you're, uh, we're going to say this is the last pick. Um, at pick number 80, the Indianapolis Colts. All right, Indianapolis Colts. I believe we have not got them a running back that they need. And I actually do like this guy. Uh, I hate to do this. But we are going to give him, I believe, Samaja Perrine, Oklahoma. Oh, yeah. Running mm-hmm. back. Yep. Okay. So I want to go over a couple guys that are still available uh, that we probably eventually would have picked. Um, Josh Jones, safety, uh, strong safety, North Carolina. Duke Riley, outside linebacker, LSU. Uh, Zay Jones, wide receiver, Carolina, or East Carolina, I'm sorry. Um, Jake Butt, Tennessee, or tight end, Michigan. This is a guy that's probably going to go in the fifth or sixth round. He's a hell of a blocker, so check out him, guys. Um, let's see, David Webb was still out there. Um, Ryan Anderson, outside linebacker, Alabama. Um, uh, Taewon Taylor, wide receiver, Western Kentucky. Uh, very, very good players. Very good players. So, Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. But, I mean, definitely... now, though, the third round now is pretty much if there's not a guy that will come in and make a sudden impact and change your team's culture, you know, like a first and second rounder, now you're looking for backup death or special teamers. This is about the point where if yeah. that if that if that talent ain't there to push your starters, you know, I mean, they'll all push the starters, but really have a shot to become a starter over the existing starters. Now is where you look for your 
good replacements or future stars in those positions. Yeah, and obviously we like uh, Alabama players this year, so why not? Yes. Been a lot of Washington players off the board, too, versus Washington, yes. Easter yes. Washington. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. Been a lot of them off the board already. I think this is the most the state of Washington has ever produced. Yeah. Wow. Central, Western, Eastern. Wow. So uh, a couple notes from Dina. I want to just want to go over these as she was pointing out. Uh, John Lynch called to reach out to Jim Harbaugh. He did this before the. And this is something. This is recent, but he did this before he took the job too. By the way. Um, reached out to Jim Harbaugh about the 49ers um, regarding draft eligible players from Michigan. Um, he says, I love Harbaugh, wish John the best. Blah, 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 blah. Um, and then today was um, um, obviously it was Coach's Day to be at the, um, uh, the owners' meetings. Um, so Kyle Shanahan. Can I explain why he didn't want Kaepernick? Cowan has a certain skill set. They can put in a specific offense to fit it and can be very successful in it. He said the type of offense I wanted to run was something totally different. Um, let's see here. Uh, it says NFL to gain uh, $1.65 billion in relocation fees for three franchise moves. 29 teams get 53 million each. No money goes to players. Wow. That's something. Well, that is well, something. I can see that, though, because a lot of the owners, you know, they're forking out money on their own money to build these stadiums, and also the NFL has loaned teams money to get new stadiums to help them out with stadiums. So okay, I, I can see why no no players get money from this, but I mean if I it was something if, else, then owners yeah. then players should have got money. I don't know if Jeff, if you can stay any longer. We're gonna we're gonna keep going. I'm gonna bring Dina back in here. Dina, you with us? Yeah, I'm here. All right, we're gonna we're gonna talk our Colin Kaepernick. I don't know if Jeff can stay. Jeff, if you can, uh, thanks no, for going in. No, I can't. I actually got to okay. go. So. That's fine. That's fine, Jeff. All right, Jeff, uh, we'll, we'll check you next week. Um, Absolutely. I'll be here. And uh, Okay, sounds great. All right, Jeff, All right, thanks guys. for uh, – Have a good one. All right, you too. Bye. Okay. Bye. Okay, so, Dina, we're going to uh, play a little thing here real quick. And it was uh, Colin Kaepernick's thing. And uh, – I want to play this. We want to talk about it. And then I want to get your thoughts, my thoughts about Colin Kaepernick. And uh, this is something that uh, Mr. Coward said on Colin Kaepernick. And then we'll talk about it once we get back. Let's just go back to his great year. Forget last year that he was 1 in 10, completed 59% of his throws with a very low yards per attempt, was sacked 36 times and had one 300-yard game, you're going to argue, well, he didn't have any good teammates. Fine, I'll give you that. 
But you do realize in his great years, apparently you have amnesia, when he had a great offensive coach, Jim Harbaugh, who, by the way, makes every quarterback look good, they had the offensive line the Cowboys do now. They had the best offensive line in football with two pro bowlers. They had a pro bowl tight end, Vernon Davis. They had a great possession receiver, Anquan Bolden, one of the smartest, toughest, best leaders in the NFL. They had Crabtree and a 1,000-yard rusher, Frank Gore. In his great years, they were 31st in passing efficiency. That's when he was great. When he had an offensive coach, a 1,000-yard rusher, a great possession receiver, the best offensive line in football. By the way, that 49ers staff was unbelievable. He had a great defense. If you came into this league as a kid, it was a dream team. It was what Dak Prescott got with a better defense. He had a great coach who was a quarterback. He had a great line. He had a 1,000-yard rusher. He had a possession receiver. He had a Pro Bowl tight end. He had a great defense. Many teams in his division in the NFC couldn't move the ball in the Niners. He got better field position. And they were 31st in passing efficiency. In 2013, he had a great opening game against Green Bay. Packer fans saw him twice eat him alive. So they, I understand when Packer fans think he's the best ever. The next game, his quarterback rating was 20. The next after that, it was 49. He never threw for over 167 yards for a month after that game. That year, he threw for 46 yards against Carolina. By the way, before he took a knee, before all the controversy, Jay Glazer reported he lost the locker room. Like, does everybody have amnesia on Kaepernick? Now you're all upset that he's not getting these offers. Folks, he had a dream roster with a dream staff and a dream coach and a great running back and a tight end. By the way, he also had Crabtree on that team, although he got hurt after about five games. But Crabtree with Derek Carr has been unbelievable. This idea that, that we've forgotten that Kaepernick at his best never developed as a pocket passer. Then he lost the locker room. Then the knee stuff happens. We all get political on it. He wasn't great before then. We were all fooled because he was such a dynamic athlete. But he was a bad pocket quarterback. He was thrown for 119 yards. His quarterback ratings were high, low, high, low, high, low. They're not with Drew Brees. They're not. That's not the way it works. The problem is when he's bad, he's atrocious. And when he's good, it's usually because he's running. This pocket stuff, if you're not good in the pocket, you're not good. Okay, so that was Colin Kaepernick. Uh, Colin Coward, I'm sorry. Um, he had some good points. Um, Colin was, he was never great, but he was good at the things that Jim Harbaugh taught him. Um, there was a reason why when Alex got hurt that Colin took over. And, you know, we look at the, we, we look at the Chicago game. Probably the best uh, regular season game he's ever had. Um, just let it rip, okay? Um, that we all remember the New, the, the New England game. Great game he had. Great game. Uh, you know, Wojciechowski, you know, he's saying he might be one of the best quarterbacks ever. Because we saw that. I think Seattle got in his head and he never was the same. Um, what I'd like to find out, and uh, Dina has some good thoughts on this, um, and I think Dina gets a little upset sometimes, 
uh, when people talk about Colin Kaepernick, not that, that she's a Colin Kaepernick lover, but it's about the team. And what I have to ask Dina right now is what are your thoughts about how the NFL is treating him today? And are they treating him compared to what he's done off the field, on the sidelines? Or do you think he's just not good, a good enough quarterback to start in the NFL today? I believe that they're treating him wrong. I mean, I think he's – I don't know that he's a starter quarterback at this point. You know, I mean, he came in and he did good. He took us to playoffs. He took us to the Super Bowl. You know, Collins right. They, you know, look what he had around him. But we mm-hmm. never built a team around Kaepernick either. We went the opposite way, which most teams are going to build around their quarterback. We didn't build around him at all. So I don't know that there was ever a complete fair chance for Colin with us. But at this point, I think the NFL is just, I mean, they're treating him like crap when I don't understand if you – before 2009, we don't know what those players did. There are probably half no. of them sitting in the back and in the locker room on their butts during the games. We have no clue what they're doing. I'm pretty sure not all of them were standing. Now, we've seen players sitting before on the sideline during the national anthem, and nobody made a big deal sure. about it. But then you have where you know that you have issues with Balky has issues with him and all these issues were coming mm-hmm. about, and all of a sudden this pitcher just – just happens to show up in the media and it's Kaepernick sitting and all of a sudden, oh my God, the world's falling apart and he's done this. But nobody's talking about Eli Harold or Eric Reed who did exactly what he did. They stood beside him, they kneeled with him, but they're not being blackballed. Nobody's saying a word about them. Those boys haven't done anything. I mean, they have not given in any shape, form, or way. Kaepernick has done exactly what he said he would do. He's given, he's helped the homeless, he's helped across the United States, he's helped mm-hmm. across the country. Yes. He's done everything he said he would do. Those two just stood by, kneel next to him for what? Okay, they're showing support for him. You're going to support him, then you know what? You put money in too and you help too. So for me, their cause is lost. And nobody's mentioning them. Nobody's blackballing them. Nobody's saying a word to them. Nobody's even hating on them. But Kaepernick is like this horrible person because he's done this. And it just, it's, you know, for me, I think punishing him the way that they are is sad Mm -hmm. when they're letting people, like, you know, that beat their wives, (laughs) the domestic violence guys, the the Ray McDonald's, all these guys. They're not blackballed. I mean, how many times did Ray McDonald get in trouble for stupid stuff and he still stayed in it until oh, he yeah. finally got stupid? And he wasn't blackballed. He, and I, even after he left us, he got another team to take him. So, you know, I don't know. I just feel that there's not a fair thing out there. I think there be, he's being discriminated against at this point. Here's what I think. You, you bring up a good good thing with, uh, you know, Eric Reed and Eli Harrell. You know, now that Kaepernick's gone, if they don't kneel next year, mm-hmm. I think that's a bigger issue. 
I really do. And they're not going to kneel because I'm sure they're being told that, you know what, it's a distraction. You know, and I've heard, you know, like um, they asked Hugh Jackson, who, who, who was extremely huge on Kaepernick. Yes, he was. Before yes. last year, he was huge, and they asked him this couple days ago about Kaepernick, and he put he straight out said he's not. I forgot how I went, how he worded it, but not my mood. It's like, well, what's that mean? Not your mood. <laughs> not my he, mood to talk you know, about he, it. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. You know, his comment was just off the wall, stupid. When he was one of the ones that was just wanting to grab him up tomorrow, you know, right then. Uh, Here, here's and, my, know, a here's, lot of people say go ahead. go ahead, I'm sorry. I was gonna say a lot of people just keep saying that, you know, Kaepernick's a distraction. Is he a distraction? Or are you just saying that? Because, you know, I, I and then I watched, you know, all this controversy with Donald Trump. You know, oh I I'm making it. He can't be, you know, I'm the one that did this. No, you did not. The owners last no. year made it very clear. That they wanted Kaepernick out last year. There was a lot of owners. There was a good twenty owners that wanted Jed to get rid of him. Did not want Jed to support him. And Jed mm-hmm. went ahead and stuck by him and supported him. But as soon as he was let go, then that gave all the teams, you know, they they wanted him out. So they were gonna. They, it was already gonna be. He was gonna be blackballed out already. That is true. That is true. And here's the thing, you know, I, I, at first when it happened, I was like, what the, you know what? I was like, are you serious? Mm-hmm. Um, it was interesting because the more I talked to the military people, they're like, I, they, they didn't like that he wasn't standing, but at the same time, they understood why he was doing it and they were okay with it. Um, right. And, you know, I, I do think that he he kind of laid his own bed to what he did, uh, yeah. but he he did he did stand behind what he said he was going to do, and he did it. You got to give him credit for that. Um, you know, off the record, I've talked to multiple people, and basically they've gone to teams and you know general managers, PR people, and they said they don't want to touch him right now because he's a PR nightmare. And it would be, you know, mm-hmm. when Tim Tebow went to the New York Jets and he came out by himself to do a interview, everyone was like, this is not about the team. This is not what we want. Um, and he was given the opportunity to come and start. I I do believe that whatever team Colin goes to, I, I do think Colin will get a shot somewhere. You know, if that's with Carolina, with, um, you know, with uh, Cam Newton being out three or four games this year, if that's, um, you know, maybe Seattle. I mean, people have said maybe Seattle. And Well, you know, you know Boykin just got himself in a major trouble, so sure, you know that sure. he's probably not going to be there. And, you know, you know, and I think a lot of people are just waiting to see where Romo goes because Romo is, is what's holding a lot of teams right now who are counting on trying to get Romo if they do decide to let him go. So Romo is kind of holding everybody at a standstill. So they're not really picking a, any quarterbacks anywhere right now because they're all waiting to see what's going to happen with Romo. I mean, Denver wants him. Houston wants him. You know, I think the Jets have talked about it. So, I mean, there's a lot of people holding out, hoping that they get a chance at trying to get Romo. 
I mean, yeah. And now I mean, the Patriots put out today that they are willing to, uh, if they can get the right price and the right trade for Jimmy, they're willing to do it. Jimmy G. Yeah. Yeah. So that was put out today. You know, it's funny. Uh, and obviously, this is probably a longer conversation than we have, but. Um, you know, Sherman, who's someone who what was thought to hate Colin Kaepernick. He didn't like <laughs> he didn't dislike Colin. He disliked Crabtree, <laughs> okay. Um you know, and you know, obviously he stood up for Colin saying, Yeah, maybe you know, if he's not picked up this year he is being blackballed. Um and you know, a, a lot of fans out there obviously that that, you know, he is on the trading block, and would you take him? And, you know, Dina's been in these conversations on Facebook. You're all nuts, okay? You, you would take that man in a heartbeat. i take him twice on Sunday, okay? Um, you know, that's what I try to tell everybody. I understand the hate for the Seahawks and the hate for him maybe as a player, but I tell you what, if he came to our team and he had our secondary looking awesome, and we started winning with him, and he was playing good. Don't tell me people aren't going to jump on the Sherman on the Sherman bandwagon because you're going to. You know they would. Oh well, yeah. It's like you anything, have, you know. You, have to. you hate him. You know, with us being fans, I mean, you know, it's 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 like when we had Barry Bonds. You know, a lot of people said, "Oh exactly. yeah, he's cheating." Well, oh yeah, but the whole thing is, yeah, you'd love to have him on your team now, wouldn't you? Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's exactly. the same thing. It's the same thing. It's it's yeah. it's crazy, I mean, you know. I've watched the fans today. You know, oh, he's a trash talker. He's this. He's that. You fans calling him trash talker are in trash talk groups talking trash to this team. <laughs> that's the difference. You can't. That's just it. It, it burns me when I hear that because I heard it all day today. Oh, he's a shit talker. He's this. He's that. But you guys are in trash groups and you trash people and you trash these teams. You transfer their players, and all this stuff. Now what are you going to do if he actually comes to our team? How do you fix all your trashing and stuff? You can't. No, you can't do that. I mean, like, he has a like, right to be a trash talker. He backs <laughs> himself. He, you can't say I he doesn't like, back his trashing. You're like, you're the same person that was talking that you didn't like and now you love him? Come on. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's why That's why I always say, you know, because like a lot of, a lot of people – Oh, Hoyer's a piece of crap. Da 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 da. Okay, but when Hoyer starts winning this year, if he wins, if he wins a game or two, are you going to start being on the Hoyer train? Of course you are, because he's your quarterback. I'm gonna I'm you tell you people this they... right now. Right now, I'll tell you these people. Gabbert compared to Hoyer, two different people. Gabbert right. is trash compared compared to Hoyer, and you're going to see. You that, know, Hoyer okay? is good. He's he's a decent quarterback and. In the right system with Shanahan, I think you're going to see a lot with Hoyer. Yeah. He's going to win games for us, guys. Oh, yeah. He's I mean, going we're not going to be games. like this winning team that's going to go to the playoffs or anything. I mean, we, you know, there's a possibility. Always have faith. But we're going to be winning more than we won last year. I can almost guarantee it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I look at the team these guys are putting together, Lynch and Shanahan, are putting this amazing team together, and when I hear fans, oh, we should fire him, no, 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 his picks, uh, his picks are right on spot. If I was in his position, and I'm sure if any other general manager could get the picks that they've been getting, they'd be on top of it getting it. 
these guys are all fitting Kyle's scheme perfect. Yeah. What's up? They're like, you know, they have all this money. Why aren't they spending? They said they're going to, you know, be, be careful. They're going to spend all this money. Yeah, they're going to spend it wisely. They're not going to spend it stupidly. A lot, though. Look how much we still no. have the most money left. I mean, they've like spent very wisely. Yeah, it's like you guys are talking about them spending all their money. They haven't spent anything in reality. I mean, we are still the top of the leaders of what we have left to spend. I'm yeah. a lot, and and even Kyle said today, we're not done with free agent yet. Never, we're not Never even done free agent. close to done no. with free agent. They're still looking and they're still talking. Yeah, and to those to those Blaine Gabbert fans out there, I have one thing to say. Hey, Blaine Gabbert, fuck you too. Fuck you too. <laughs> I, I had to play it. I love that. Yeah, yeah, I too. That. That's my favorite one too. <laughs> You know, and and that's the whole thing. You know, I a lot of people were coming to my Facebook. To, uh, well, it was like beginning of last week, I guess. And I was talking about Kaepernick, and you know, I understand. Um, you know, backing Kaepernick, and I, I mean, I, I wish him well. I really do. Um, same thing with Alex when Alex left. I wish him well, but he's not wearing red and gold anymore. So. You know, you have to move on. Um, this whole, you know, you know, against the organization because they let Kaepernick go, they want to bring him back. It's not happening, guys. No, he's you know, never he, coming back. Kyle's made that confer- perfectly clear. He doesn't fit. He made it clear today. He's not coming back. It's no. a, you know, he, he wish it's pretty much the same thing. He said the same thing today. He's got great talent. He just not in this kind of offense I want to run, you know, and, uh, you know, I, like I said, I wish him well, but after that, you know, it's time to move on. It's time to move on. Exactly. Um, I mean, you know, I get called, you know, Oh, you're a Kyle, you're a, you know, Kaepernick fan. Da, da, da. No, I'm a fan of football and I love the players. And even when he leaves here, if he goes to another team, I'm still going to watch him and, see how he does and if he changes or or gets better or has a better team. I mean, all the all the years I've been a football fan, I've gone from Brody to DeBerg to Montana to Young to Garcia to Hitho at Elvis Gerbach to, you know, it's gone on and on and on. And that goes with every player, you know. I like to see where they go, what they do. Because I'm just that much into football. Mm-hmm. It's not just about my yeah. team. It's about football and the players. I mean, I get to know, like, everything about the players, you know, their talent, their stats. I try to, yeah. you know, keep up on them and know what they're doing and how they're doing. Now, before we let you all go, or, we'd like to uh, we'd like to kind of go over what rules kind of got passed Um which it seems like they're, they're kind of leaning towards the college overtime. It seems like eventually they'll get there. Um, you know, there's a lot of people that are they're going to be looking over all the plays, illegal hits, which are great, um, you know, instant, uh, you know, disqualifications if if, if they're warranted. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I'm okay with that. I really am. Um, I'm liking the new rule changes. I mean, yeah, I I, do too. it's frustrating sometimes because you feel like they're taking away from football. 
you know, the good old days, you know, when you had the Deeses and the, the plumbers out there just taking the hits and, you know, getting a little dinged up and going on the sideline and come right back in not knowing if they were really hurt or a concussion or anything. Yeah, definitely. No, definitely. Um, so, uh, you know, we're hoping to get uh, a couple guests on next week. And I think we have that. So, uh, kind of moving on from there. Um, uh, and, uh, we, uh, with that being said, uh, I hope everyone enjoyed the show. I know it's kind of a little draining going over two mock drafts, but, um, I hope you guys had fun and, uh, obviously, um, you know, uh, we'll be back next week and then, um, we'll count down the draft and uh we got some surprises for you guys again and uh after that um you know we wait for the draft and uh go from there and see who we pick so with that being said uh this is uh Brian from Niners Radio Dina uh come check us out on ninersradio.com and with that being said we'll see you guys next week and have a great great weekend
Watching the ships roll in Then I watch them roll away again Sitting on the dock of the bay Watching the tide roll away Thank you Sitting on the dock of the bay Wasting time Hey, hey Thanks now I left my home in Georgia Headed for that Frisco Bay I had nothing to live for Looked like nothing gonna come my way Oh, I'm just a sitting on the dock of the bay Watching the tide roll away Oh, I'm sitting on the dock of the bay I live my own in George Headed for the Bristol Bay I have nothing to live for Thank you Nothing's gonna come my way Sitting on a doctor
Blessing my 